Club. The billion dollar movie Club. Welcome to this week's episode of the Billion Dollar Movie Club. I... Where we do it shaken, not stirred. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> shake it up. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like that sound I made. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> that sound was produced by the one and only Christian Bassinson. And with me, as always, is my co-host. Pawan Mehta. What are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing all right. For, for those... Uh, Talking audience... about a fancy movie. So I'm wearing some fancy clothes. Yeah, for those who are listening, Puan's in some very uh, dapper getup. May I use that word, dapper? Sure. That is a word. That is a word. Uh, and you mentioned this very fancy film. A Skyfall. Yes, a Skyfall. Sky, Skyfall. Skyfall. Not, not Quantum of Solace. No, no. Mm. Not Casino Royale. No, no. No, no. Not, not Doctor No. No, no. <laughs> Not tomorrow right. never dies. No, All right. I think you have another twenty-five movies. Keep going, keep going. Not Rattle Spectre. them off. No, no. This is Skyfall, the film released in America on and November other places 9th. in the world. Oh, hold on, November 9th, two thousand twelve. The budget of somewhere around one hundred fifty to two hundred million dollars. Who knows? It's a lot of money. Who keeps track of it? Uh, when it opened in the domestic market, it opened at number one with a total of $88.4 million. It was number one for one weekend until it was dethroned by Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. The uh, fifth installment in the Twilight franchise was number one for three weeks. However, in its fifth weekend in the box office, Skyfall took the crown again and it was number one. And I forgot to write down how much, but it was like 18 million. It wasn't even that much. Next week, it was dethroned by next, the next film in, the, in our podcast, The Hobbit. Oh. Uh, before it opened in the US, it's important to note it opened in the UK on October 26th, 2012. It opened with a total of 21 point, uh, 20.1 million euros. How much is that in American dollars? Who knows? However, at the time, it was the second highest opening in the UK. Within 40 days, it would surpass Avatar to become UK's number one highest grossing film. and would go on to be the first film in UK box office history to gross over 100 million. And again, I don't know what a euro is. Um, I believe it's the equivalent to a dollar, but a hundred million euros more than that. Grady Smith at Entertainment Weekly said this on December thirtieth, twenty twelve. Wait, wait, wait! I yes. can't just gloss past that. Did you just say that like another <laughs> currency is the same thing as a dollar, like equivalent? Because there's no such thing no, no. as a state meant, exchange rates. It's just one to one everywhere, right? So why even bother? I meant its use. <laughs> I meant though the way it is utilized, not the uh, the the current soul current soul amount. The soul of these <laughs> currencies. Yes, the Jamie Foxes and Tina Fey's of these currencies are not the same, and some are worth more than others. And going back to Grady Smith at Entertainment <laughs> Weekly, December thirtieth, twenty twelve, Skyfall passes one billion worldwide. It's official. We have reached the era of the billion dollar bond 
Sony announced today that Skyfall has surpassed the $1 billion mark at the global box office, becoming just the 14th film in history to reach the coveted milestone. The film would go on to gross $304 million domestically and $1.108 billion worldwide. At the time, it was the 41st highest grossing film domestically. However, it was the first, the number one highest grossing in the UK and the seventh worldwide. It currently sits at the 86th highest grossing domestically, second highest grossing in the UK, and 28th highest grossing worldwide. Wide. Wide. Why, Pawn, how do you have any history with this film? Do you have a history with this film? Uh, this is one of the this is one of the moments where I did contribute to that billion. Oh. Yes, I, I saw this in theaters. Uh, it was the first Bond I saw in theaters since uh, Die Another Day. Weren't you like five when Die Another Day came out? So what's really funny about that is that I saw Die Another Day in theaters, but then when Casino Royale came out, my parents were like, no, that's too violent. <laughs> they might be right. <laughs> but I was like at least three years older at that point. <laughs> Maybe they realized they messed up by showing you the <laughs> die another day. Yeah, I mean, that that's fair. Uh, so I saw this one in theaters and then I didn't see Spectre in theater, but that was the that was the next bond I saw. Hmm. And then uh I recently saw the first two. Oh. Oh, uh, the very first two? Hell no. I'm talking about the first two Craigs. Craig. Hey, Craig. Uh, I've, I, this was the only Bond film I've seen before this week. I just somehow missed all of them. And then I meant to watch Spectre when it came out, but something happened. I didn't watch it. I mean, I she said we were, this is how we entered the era of the billion dollar Bond movie. We didn't last in that era very long. Well, we're still in it. There's still a billion-dollar bond. We were talking about it right now. No, no, no. But like the way she said it was like billion. The way I construed it was uh, th that it's going to keep happening. And then when it stops happening, that's the end of that era. All right, Pawn. So after the, we finish recording, I'm going to look up Grady Smith online. I'm going to send you either their email or their Twitter <laughs> handle. I don't even know if they're still at Entertainment Weekly. It's possible that they've left and they're working somewhere else. But uh, then you could take up your issues with them. I mean, it's not an issue. Like, she wrote that with Skyfall. She didn't know Spectre was coming. No, none of us knew Spectre was coming. <laughs> but yeah, this was the only one I watched. I didn't watch it in theaters. I rented it from the Red Boxes, I think. Uh, I, and I remember enjoying it very much, but I don't remember much about it. There's like random shots that stick in my mind, random images. Um, it was fun seeing them again in context. Uh, but yeah, always enjoyed it. Just never saw it after that one time. It's not much history with Bond. What are your initial thoughts with this film after this most recent rewatch? Well, before we get into that, I do want Whoa. to talk about I do want to talk about Quantum of Solace a little bit because oh, okay. that is such I find it fascinating. So, so let's recap for those who don't know the, the, the details, right? Bond is like the British Batman. 
Mm, I don't know about in, that. In that there's a new iteration after every like five, ten years, or in the case of Affleck, one year, it felt like. <laughs> um Well, in terms of Bond, actually, uh no. The Connery lasted for like 15, 20 years, something I'm like that. And then a rough estimation for our American listeners. There have been like three or four bonds. I feel I think like five. But like that's still very small sure. considering how many movies there are. Sure. That's fair. But um yeah, uh, Daniel Craig took over with uh, Casino Royale. We'll go on to follow that up with Quantum of Solace, Skyfalls number three, Spectre later on is four, and who knows if No Time to Die will ever come out. I feel bad for Billie Eilish. Like they, they made her release that song. It's like, you know, usually they release it a little bit early so that you could get hyped for it. But now it's been like over a year and there's still not even yes. sure when the release date is. But she got nominated for a Grammy for it. And I'm sure she's going to get nominated for an Oscar somehow. I just don't know how that works. And then I'm sure it'll get popular again when the movie comes out. Hopefully. She just has a cool song out there. So going back to Quantum of Solace. Sure. Uh, so... There is a formula for these movies, somewhat. There, there is a, there is a formula, and it feels like with Quantum of Solace, they were trying to make a Bond movie without a script. Because, uh, for those of you unaware, this movie came out in two thousand eight, uh, around the time of the Hollywood writers' strike. The story is that uh, they finished the script a couple of hours before the strike began. And then so they weren't able to do rewrites during the film. So then uh, at that point, it was up to the discretion of Craig and uh, <laughs> Mark Forster, the director, to decide, you know, what to keep in, what to leave out. <laughs> where are you going with this, Bond? <laughs> I don't know. I just found it interesting to see a Bond movie where, like, the script was so bare and, like, it was... There was so much violence in that one. It felt... Yes, it was so more action-oriented. Which is so odd coming off of Casino Royale, where one of my favorite sequences is them playing poker. That was very interesting and dramatic and filled with tension. And then in the next installment, you got a car chase to open it. You got boats fighting. You got a, a, a planes fighting. It was, it was a lot of explosions and, and fire and, and, and it was so focused on the destruction that uh, Bean Bond creates that uh, was, was a little it, it didn't satisfy me when you got something a little more cerebral in, in Well, it also just feels like a much simpler narrative and story. Sure. Which I think works because they did make that like one of the central character things for Bond. It's like where he's just killing everyone he sees because he's emotionally detached. It is odd to bring this back to Skyfall that um, those first two are so connected and Skyfall doesn't feel as connected. Well, this feels very connected to Spectre. Wow. Spoilers for something we won't talk. I don't. I don't know how much. Uh, well, it's. I'm just talking about in terms of themes, even. All right. Like the one of the major themes in Skyfall is the element of, is the 007 program really needed in this age of technology? That's brought up again in Spectre, mm. as like a major thing. 
well, now that we're getting to Skyfall, uh, there there was this kind of this idea of uh, of you know the new the new generation coming in and and growing old and how long can you last as James Bond? And it's really weird that this movie comes and eight years later he's still James Bond. <laughs> Uh, but it, it it explores those ideas. I think it explored it well. Uh, uh, it it reckons with his past, uh, with with all the, the the childhood stuff, and you got a little more into the personal history of him. Uh, yeah. You know, one thing I liked about how this movie delved into the childhood stuff, it was Bond's decision. It's yes. not like the mission inherently led him there. Yes. It would be so stupid if that was the case, wouldn't it? <laughs> what are you referring to? Is this a Spectre thing? It is. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't seen Spectre, so now you're making me like, oh, no. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I, I, I remember this being like an anniversary Bond. And so when the movie ends, it's like 50th anniversary of James Bond. And it, it does, it celebrates the history with like i'm gonna use my old gadgets to 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 beat him in the end with my cool car that shoots and then we're gonna do a home alone sequence with all, all these traps it's like yes well i mean it's in terms of that stuff it doesn't really it's not it feels like daniel craig is not the classic type of bond even in this movie i feel like he gets more like that inspector how so what do you mean by classic bond and and well, like in terms of, there were very there was very little gadgetry in this. There's there was very little high tech stuff. Um, in terms of the fight sequences, it was more brutal and not as much like the charm and charisma didn't come through necessarily in those. The the, the fights aren't slick, and yeah, cool. They're 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 visceral and you feel it and it's it's. One of my favorite parts of, of these movies is is uh, when he plays with the environment. I get the sense of of Bond's smarts as he instinctively looks around and uses his, whatever to like smash them with a crane. I don't know what what does he use. He uses a bunch of different oh, stuff. The... He he he'll he'll the like plow. oh yeah the plow <laughs> on the train or he'll like he'll shoot the fire extinguishers to cause a diversion and and. Uh, I, I love how the fight sequences blend the brute force with the smarts. Well, let me just give an example of uh, Bond being the classical type in terms of the fighting. There's like a scene in Spectre where like there are security guards who are beat, who are like trying to fight him and then he beats him to the ground and then one of them gets up and he just holds out his finger and is like, no! And then he's just like, oh, okay. That's a choice. <laughs> That is quite the choice. No. <laughs> so back to Skyfall. I like. Um, I this is a, uh, a point I'd like to uh, bring up is the fact that this was the first Bond film directed by Sam Mendes. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I I assumed he directed all of the Craig Bonds, but this is uh, he didn't do. Casino or Quantum. He would go on to do Spectre after this. Uh, uh, I'm not too familiar with Mendes' filmography, but I always enjoy what I've seen. I mean, you've enjoyed 1917. I did. did I forget you don't like 1917. 
I mean, I just thought it would be more fun as a video game. <laughs> but they're not like that's like reading a book and being mad at them for not making it into like a, a, a TV Listen, show. Listen, the medium is the message. I feel like the but sort he's of a content, the sort of content that was in that film felt better suited for a video game. But he's a filmmaker. His mind doesn't work in that way. Well, then he could give the material like, to him. It's a like game. based off his, his memories of his grandfather or something at war. Listen. It's a personal saying, story for him. He's gonna all do it I'm the way saying is while I was watching those characters run repeatedly, I was like, yo, it'd be really fun if I just held up on the analog stick while this was happening. That's a you <laughs> thing. That's not a Mendy's thing. But I, I I am a big fan of 1970 as as a film. I I believe he directed the Cabaret revival back in the 90s, which they brought back again in the mid 2000 uh, mid mid 2010s on Broadway. And I saw that enjoy. I enjoyed it very much. Um, but yeah, I'm always excited for some more Sam Mendes. I like that in his his career he directed uh, Char- uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for the stage. Which is such a weird one, but um, it, it's really fun watching this movie. And he has a lot of his collaborators from 1917 again. Thomas Newman did the score for both of those. Roger Deakins. Uh, Puan, I don't know. You know who Roger Deakins is, do you? Or yes, okay. yes, so big you, big cinematography dude. So so big, you also love love the Deakins. I, I yeah. love Deakins. Uh, I mean, personally, I think my favorite of his work is definitely Blade Runner. Yeah, <laughs> and there's so much of this film uh, of Skyfall that I uh, that kind of uh, visually reminds me of Blade Runner in 1917. Later on, well, I mean, um, the scene that really reminded me of Blade Runner was the uh, moment in Shanghai. Yeah, on the skyscraper. Yeah, yeah. with all the neons coming through the billboards and all that. I, I love how they play with the shadows in this film and the darkness and and well and, because you need the shadows the shadows are still there uh, I don't feel like the last two bonds knew that <laughs> well I'm saying in terms of the theme of this one it's like d- there are no shadows but it's like he came from what you said no longer exists the shadows you merely adopted the shadows I was born in it. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because uh, one of the major plot points in this movie seems like it's ripping off The Dark Knight. (laughs) Is it? Where it's like, oh, he wanted to be captured so that he could escape. Oh, I did. I did get that sense as well. But also like, I don't know, that feels a little cliched. Not in a bad way, but I feel like I've seen that before. Well, it felt like it was a thing that was becoming more and more prominent after the Dark Knight in big movies. Because, like, it happened in uh, Avengers and Skyfall within the same year. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I, I do remember reading that with Casino Royale, they were like, hey, we want to do for Bond what we did, what they did with Batman. So it's, it wouldn't surprise me if there were some more influences. Um I don't know the, the the capture of the villain and them being like I plan for this is a fun. It's 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 become this overdone thing, but it's it's a fun like switch around. Here we go. Now there's more. Here and we go. <laughs> let's go. 
Um, and and uh, the way it plays, we're like, oh, they thought they were safe, but no, they're not. And so now they no longer have the high ground. I hate that that phrase that I came to mind. And so like I'm never I'm never like oh that's bad. But I I told I think I wrote down like Dark Knight did that. I thought of Batman v Superman. Doesn't like Lex Luthor want to be caught? And then he's in the the he's in court and Holly Hunter drinks his piss or something. And then there's an explosion. I think I I love how like her realizing it was his piss is the moment it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't even remember. Like, why would Lex Luthor do that? God. Like, what drives this very rich, very smart man to say, I'm going to piss in this woman? No, no, no. What drives anything for any character in that movie? <laughs> well... But we're not talking about Batman v Superman. And thankfully, we don't have to. We're talking about a movie that does have good character motivations. Yeah. Um, I very much enjoyed Silva in this movie. That's uh, uh, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I felt like it was in a similar vein to the Joker where like he's unpredictable and stuff. But I really like how he did have a pointed... Uh, goal in mind yeah he had a goal i love i liked how personal it was for him um it's really weird thinking about these bonds and not knowing the other like the older iterations but i get the sense that these bonds have been trying to to be less quote-unquote cool on a simpler and a simple face value and explore more of what it means to for an actual human to be in this job and working and 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 the weight of the the job and and it explored very well with uh Silva is that that's his name yeah right um Javier Bardem's great I got a hint of Buffalo Bill kind of I don't know if that's a good thing I mean yeah I I mean he was slightly queer coded yeah, and there's there's that scene where he's like flirting with Bond a bit. I mean, in isolation, I kind of did enjoy that scene. Oh, it's it's a very well done scene. Yeah, but like uh, even that moment. Yeah, like in isolation, it was really well done. I do like. Doesn't Bond have a? He's like, oh, you ever been with a man? And Bond's like, you don't know what I've been. With. <laughs> or something like that. He was like, this isn't my first time. He's like, oh, naughty, <laughs> naughty. <laughs> But yeah, Javier Bardem's great. Uh, uh, well, he breaks out. I also got senses of Hannibal Lecter's breakout in Silence of the Lambs. Just throwing that in there. But um, yeah, he's he's terrific. I love it. I love it. Takes like an hour to introduce his character, and the scene where they do it is just so again, well done. Roger Deakins is great. Deakins. The long shot of hit, like the elevator coming down and him slowly, slowly walking towards it while giving that monologue, and then it transitions from like over the shoulder of Cra uh, over Craig's shoulder to slowly this, uh, uh, this close up of looking up at uh, Javier Bardem, and you're like, fuck, they mean business with this, <laughs> and even when he's in his cell. Uh, giving his history and explain what happened to him. I, I felt something. 
I've moved to tears. And Damn, it's been you a, felt feelings? I Crazy. Didn't, I didn't expect it for a Bond movie. It's been weeks since I've felt it for a movie in this podcast. And I was shocked. Uh, but Bardem's terrific. Um, I, I liked the, the little sprinkles of Ben Wishaw and Naomi Harris. Yeah, they were they were great. Um another thing is like um I brought it up before but like the gadgets are more so there in uh Spectre mm-hmm. and like uh Q gets a much more prominent role. Well, a much more fun moment Ooh, in Spectre. That's exciting. But yeah, it was a great introduction to this new cast that's uh supporting Bond. Yeah. Wish I Oh, I, I, I want to explore more of Wishaw's work because I loved him in uh, the Paddington movies. He plays Paddington. <laughs> but also, like, I enjoyed him in Mary Poppins Returns, and I feel like he's always a fun presence. Naomi Harris, uh, I feel like that's a hot take, even though it's not even that crazy, but like, she's my favorite part of Moonlight. And so uh, it's always it's always nice to see more of her. Fair, fair. Um what is uh let's talk about the opening because with bond the opening is there's like a set parameter of how they do it like there's always an opening fight sequence that leads into the The title title sequence is this this is all bonds right not just the the this is all bonds that's what i assumed but i I, I wasn't aware i mean in that sense uh quantum of solace really was weak because like the opening shootout was just generic car shootout. Well, well, Whereas, well. If we start first with Casino Royale, right? Yeah, Casino parkour. Royale parkour. No, no, really that's big after. That that's after the title sequence. That was the opening of Casino Royale. Is like it's black and white, and he's like, uh, he's uh, uh, he he meets up with this dude, and there's this very dramatic dialogue between them and it's very secretive and then he shoots him at the end and then it goes into the title sequence the parkour is after so it's not even an action sequence to start off and then quantum solace was this car chase that felt messy and i wasn't really sure what was going on um and and i when it cuts from that to the the song sequence was so sudden yeah that i laughed (laughs) But uh, this I, this has been my favorite of the opening so far. I like the slow uh, uh, mystery as he's uh, exploring this this house that I, I think is like recently shot up, right? As, at yeah. the start, it's very dark. Um, he he comes up from the shadows, right? Doesn't he in the opening? Yeah. And slowly moves on to a bike also, chase. To a in that chase. moment, great use of the score. Yes, Thomas Newman is terrific. I mean, in that moment, they were playing the classic Bond theme, but like choice, choice, yes. Um, but yeah, I I love the way. Um, I mentioned in Quantum, there's so many vehicle battles, but it felt like it was too fast and then it was too furious, and it was it it was overwhelming. But in this opening sequence, at least, it it flows into each part very well uh when he switches to the bike when he jumps off onto the train 
Uh, yeah, that was one moment that you got the sense of Bond becoming the more suave character, where like he jumps from the crane into the thing and just like fixes his cufflink a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I'll just, I'm just switching carriages. <laughs> <laughs> These guys quips. Um, I like the how it's cutting back and forth between them and uh, Money home, Penny, Money Penny and M. M's right. are there. And it, you get the sense of this being a real operation rather than it just being the one man, which I liked. And yeah, it's badass. Like, like there's a, there's a scene where like a bike's going straight for the camera after the dude falls off of it. And it's like, this is exciting. Oh, where pops the wheelie and just comes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like <laughs> Mendes is a little more he places the camera more like at ground level or or at least like eye level and so you get the sense of really being in the fights in this right. film uh, in uh, comparison to the other ones yeah uh this was a very solid opening fight sequence with very memorable moments like with the uh construction equipment of course yeah. and, he, uh, he like runs over three um volkswagen beetles <laughs> And she, and Naomi Harris says something about it, right? Because I, I was like, what was that sound? And then she was like, uh, I believe that was where Volkswagen Beetles. <laughs> oh. I like that it ends with him being shot. Yeah. Uh, the, it also ends in a very tense moment with the whole uh, moment of, and the setting up of like one of the major themes that come into these. Uh, the latest two Bond movies, which is like, you know, being a, uh, a an agent on the field is important because of like sometimes you need someone to pull the trigger or not pull the trigger. Whoa, Naomi Harris, not not pulled the trigger, <laughs> which led pretty well into the actual uh, title sequence. Yeah, I loved that this one actually bleeds into the title sequence. Rather than the abrupt abrupt cuts of the uh, previous two bonds. Yeah, uh, how did you feel about that title sequence and the song? Looks really cool. I love Adele. That's all I got. Fair enough. Uh, I do like how this one was a little bit more tied into that opening se sequence in terms of like showing the cardboard cutouts, whereas he's like shot in the exact same place Bond is and yes. all that. Yes. And the sort of uh, mental headspace that he might have been in, in the wake of all that. Sure, sure. I'll be honest. I kind of zone out and kind of just like groove with the music during the opening <laughs> sequences. But uh, I, 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 I wasn't the biggest fan of the previous two songs, and so it was nice to get this one. And, and really... what was in Casino Royale again? I don't know. I wasn't the biggest fan of it. <laughs> I can look it up. Give me one sec. Uh, oh, I'm looking for. I'm looking for. I'm gonna look up Adele, Skyfall. Then we're gonna go. This is my my thought process. See here, it says James Bond themed singles chronology. Another way to die, which was uh, Jack White and uh, Alicia Keys. You know my name by Chris Cornell. Oh wow! I don't know hmm. who Chris Cornell is. Uh, he's the guy I talked about 
last week who did the credit song for uh, Avengers. Oh. Very popular artist, I guess. Uh, he was. He was. Um, he is now deceased. Rest okay. in peace. Yes, rest in peace, Chris Cornell. Um, but yeah, uh, it was a really cool song, and um, it it really effectively tied into the stakes of what the rest of the film was. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? It pops up from the with uh, M at her desk, right, right in the obituary. Yes, and one of the things I loved in this film is you do get moments of like. Uh, contemplation the character sitting with what just happened and 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 reckoning with it with themselves and it's it's her just at her desk and those moments of quiet i think really helped with the character uh development in this film but you which uh you got some of that in uh casino i think of yeah because it, it was long enough to have that <laughs> yeah probably with the length of casino royale um i don't know it just for me, it felt like two different movies mashed together. It does. Well, I uh, I found the the I guess final act. I guess when they were off at the vacation, felt unnecessary. Like it was added on, but I think you need that to get the reveal of her her betraying him at the end. Right. Right. Um... But I, I enjoyed that movie. Um, but going back to Skyfall. Was this the dog on her desk a thing in the first two movies? No. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> but it also worked for me in this film where it doesn't work in stuff like the dice in Last Jedi or, or Solo. Wait, the dice? Don't like the dice on uh, from the Millennium, Millennium Falcon play into... Last Jedi or um, Solo? I'm not a Star War. I don't know. You're not. You're not a, a, a group of battles. No. <laughs> I am a group I, of star battles. <laughs> I am. I'm always battling with myself in my mind. But is it a star battle? Yes, I'm the star of my own show. That is life. Boo. One. <laughs> I'm Truman in the Truman Show. And you're all along for the ride. <laughs> Good morning. Good after. I can't think of the quote. If I don't see you. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night. Wow. You, you really remembered the times of the day. <laughs> I think that's what he says in the movie. <laughs> no, but like the way you were like struggling is like, is good night the third one? <laughs> So there's a dog. It's after good afternoon. <laughs> there's a dog. It's a fun dog. Um, and yeah, there's like a good five, ten minutes without Bond. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's like, did he perish? <laughs> um, and then he and comes then, back, and then we just see that he's a uh, fucking around in like uh, South America or some shit. Yeah, I liked. Oh wait, no! Uh, it was Turkey. It was, was Turkey. It Turkey because in the in the subtitles it was saying speaking Turkish. Oh, do they not speak uh, Turkish in other countries? I don't know. This is, this is a genuine question. 
I mean, I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. In America, we speak Canadian. <laughs> yes, the very well-known language, Canadian. But yeah, I liked um in his um his little uh, retirementy place. I I I noticed they this is the first time they play with reflections, looking back because there's a scene of him. Uh, after he fucks the girl or something, he's looking at the, the the in the mirror as she exits. He's looking. He's at the oh, bar. Oh yeah, at the uh, TV through the mirror. Yeah, that too. He he's at the bar. He's looking at the TV through the mirror, and uh, Mendes and and the team plays with reflections and and looking back throughout this film. I'll be honest. That I I'm in the middle of Max Payne three right now, and that moment remind me a lot. Reminded me a lot of that game because yeah. like. Uh, the backstory for Max Payne in that game is that he is overseas and he is an alcoholic. <laughs> ah. Just like Bond at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> what year did Max Payne 3 come out? 2013, I think. Uh, let me check. 2013. And it was like March, I think. So yes, I think in five months they stole the plot of Skyfall. Yeah, no, June 20th, 2013. Apologize, but I do think in eight months, that's enough. That's how we make video games, right? In eight months, yeah, especially that video game was made in that short amount of time. Damn, shots fired at 2K, Rockstar? that was Rockstar, Rockstar. Okay, well, I mean, that one was like their last linear game, huh? Well, then again, they've only had one game since then, and it was a vi- it- that by itself was also a very long. Well, I mean, compared to Red Dead Redemption Two, it wasn't. Oh wait, anything. I forgot they did Red Dead. I was like, they've only done GTA Five since then. But like, it, it was a long development cycle for that, where they kept changing the idea and stuff like that. But I digress. Um, okay, let's talk about the character evaluation moment. Like just going through that entire. Uh, do you want to do the entire training or or that scene in particular? Oh, just the entire like test to see if he's still fit. Sure, sure. I felt it was really nice to get the sense that like Bond does not give a shit. <laughs> Did you never get that sense before? In no, but movies? like in in that in that moment, like just going through that thing. It was just like really funny how like everyone was like, come on, Bond, just care, please, please. <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> I do love the moment when he's shooting at the target and he keeps missing. And so he like looks around. Oh yeah, he care. gets aggravated he, and then just he goes charges <laughs> at it. <laughs> I, but I, I love the, I got the sense of like a reboot within a reboot of, of Bond. Well, it's more like, um, power scaling like cutting down hit cutting him down a little bit so that the stakes can be raised again yeah yeah better a reset if you will uh let's talk about shanghai shanghai how does that does he like down i'm trying to figure out how that sequence begins but you you take this you take this um i really liked the uh it was it, it was really kind of Bond to let the dude do his mission before he actually attacked him. 
Yay. There's He's like, party. you know what? As one professional to another, I understand that you're in the middle of something and I'm going to let you finish first. <laughs> I guess he, he didn't want to kill him, right? No. But it's... like also just the fact that he was like, okay, and letting him murder this other person. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I forget how he gets to Shanghai, but I do love the sequence of him getting to that was a hotel or a skyscraper, right? It was an empty skyscraper. But I, I like love under construction. I thought I love uh, when he sees him get on the elevator, and so Bond like hops up and grabs on, and there's awesome shot looking down at him as as it rises, and then uh, and then he like climbs through the elevator uh, as it as he rises like a dark knight does. I I noticed that <laughs> as I said it, I was trying to think: can I somehow incorporate the words "dark knight"? And I could not. I did it for you. Don't worry. Thank you. That, Thank that's you. That's why I'm here. For the cool hats and and and. Damn, I thought I had a word. And now back to sky. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's this awesome thing where he's he's like climbing through the scaffolding, and and it's 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 like off, it's off, and you 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 really get the sense of the dimensions and and the 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 scope of the fall, and for some reason it felt like something out of the Chris Nolan movie. Can I call him Chris Nolan? Chrissy Nolan. Chrissy? Chrissy Nolan? <laughs> From one Chrissy to the other? Chrissy Nolan? Um, and then, yeah, he walks in and it's, it, it feels like, like the, the, uh, the birth of what we would see later on in Blade Runner 2049. With like the neon blue coming through the uh, Florida ceiling windows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was and nice. I love the fight, um, the fist fight between the two of them, because it's it's head on. There's no cuts, and it's just them fighting, and it's dark, but except for the flashing blue neon, and then occasionally sparks of light from the gunshots as they're fighting over the gun. Right, and then it like I believe the camera like kind of pushes in as as the dude's starting to fall out of the the window, and it's 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 ooh, it's an intense battle. I mean, this this movie had some really choice moments of gunfire. Yeah, like uh, towards the end with the uh, when he was on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was. This movie has some really good fight sequences. Um, I like that. Um, let's talk show. about at the uh, casino. Yes. yes. Oh, the it casino. is a casino. Oh, it's a casino. Skyfall. What? <laughs> I assume that's the name of the casino, right? All the casinos in these movies are also the names of the movie. You know, Casino Royale's the casino, Quantum of Solace. I don't know what it is. I think it's a casino. Which, where? I don't when know. they see an what opera? Is, what, is a, <laughs> what is a Quantum of Solace? That was the corp, that was the like hive group that they were working on to like take over the world. Follow-up question. What mm -hmm. is a quantum? Because I, I do... I I spent that entire movie going, what is a quantum of solace? And then there's this conversation he has with the girl at the end where I'm like, oh, they're talking about solace. It's, it's some, something? I don't, I, I don't know. And a then discrete it ends... quantity of energy proportional in magnitude to the frequency of the radiation it presents. That's the physics explanation. 
the second explanation is a required or allowed amount, especially an amount of money legally payable in damages. Can I ask of a favor? Mm-hmm. I want you to go to the Googles, right? I am on the Googles. Click in the search bar. Uh-huh. Hit control A and then backspace. Wait, what? Control A. Backspace. backspace. Okay. It's all gone. Now I want you to type in these words. Okay. What is a quantum the... of solace? Oh. No, no, no. What is the titular quantum of solace in the James Bond film Quantum of Solace? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Dude, I already told you it's the group that was meeting at the opera. Why is it called Quantum of Solace? Oh, it's also based on a book. I, I, I read that it was named after the book, but has no relation to the book. It, uh, Quantum of Solace is a unique turn of phrase that refers to the smallest amount of comfort a human being can give another. Yeah, I don't think that's the name of the organization. No, 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 no. In the movie, they were the Quantum of Solace. No, the entire title plays into that final conversation they have in the car. Okay, I know they were at least titled Quantum. That was the name of the group. Sure. It was there. Back you won't to, gaslight me here. <laughs> back to Casino Skyfall. Uh, it was a fun action sequence uh, with the Kimono Dragons. That that was fun with the uh, impending doom that was pre- present by those forces. I think they they introduced the the dragons when it first when he first when they enter right? there. Yeah, yeah. So it really turned into Chekhov's Kimono Dragon. <laughs> That's my favorite part of any movie or show. Is I'm like, huh, this is a Chekhov's Komodo dragon. This is a Chekhov's uh, hole in the ground. Is that what happens when Dark Knight Rises? I don't know. Oh. For a <laughs> yeah. second, I thought you were talking about prisoners. I was like, why are you bringing that up? <laughs> I think that's also a Roger Deakins movie. It relates. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's really fun. I like that uh, the, the the fact that the gun only works for him. Uh, plays into this moment, but also doesn't get repeated. My thing is, you know what? We're going to come back to that in a later oh. segment. Oh, I like later segments. <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoy this the- scene. Also establishes something that I was not a fan of. Really, is it what I think it is? Yeah, let's let's talk about the Bond girl of this film, which isn't Naomi Harris's Money Penny. No, no, no. no. I do find it interesting as reading some people think of this film as not having your standard Bond girl and so kind of uh, treat M as the Bond girl, I guess because she's the one who sticks with him at the end. You know, I feel like I've been hearing people say that about every single Daniel Craig Bond movie, except for Spectre because that is the most Bond-like movie in really? the bunch. No, Casino Royale and um, Quantum have an obvious Bond girl. Hmm. I think Quantum's weird because that's the only Bond girl so far he hasn't fucked. Yeah, well, he does fuck someone in that one. <laughs> yeah, and I did not like that. <laughs> that made no sense out of his mouth. Which, well, um, yeah. Well, the point of that was supposed to be that like he doesn't care about anything or anyone. 
Yeah, and and I think He's that's there also, for the hedonistic pleasures. But I also think that's that's part of the like the repercussions of being Bond, which the the the, the destruction and and the what's left behind or isn't left behind, I guess. What what I do like about Quantum of Solace more so than like uh, this one hmm. is that the Bond girl in that one uh, does have her own agency and power. Yes, she does. She does. Whereas in this one, Severine played by... Ooh, that's going to be hard to pronounce. Uh, Berenice uh, Marlowe, I think. I probably got that wrong. But yeah, um, she's introduced in this conversation with Bond where he just grabs her wrist and is like, you're a victim of the sex trade. Yeah. It's like, god damn, okay. <laughs> I one of the things I was une- I wasn't expecting going to these was um it didn't occur to me that with uh traveling the world you're gonna get more than just white people in these movies. Yeah, but you know there, that was surprising. There is still a lot of otherness <laughs> yeah. when he appro- when he meets them. But like just the the cavalier nature with which he just like routed off like what her tragic backstory was was like, okay, I see you didn't really change at all from Quantum of Solace. <laughs> no, it also bothers me that they fuck. Yeah, I know, especially considering he's like, you're a victim of the sex trade, and I'm going to have sex with you and then dispose of you like it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it's the the creepiest <laughs> thing is that she's waiting for him. She's like, maybe if you're alive. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm sad now. And she goes to shower. And he somehow gets in her boat, walks in naked behind her her shower. (laughs) And there's no like, who's this? Who's this person? I thought I was alone. No, he's just there. And then they, they fuck. I mean, the sad thing is I could see where she's coming from in terms of like, she's kind of expects things like that to happen. So, like, it could have been a very dark moment if they actually did play into that a little bit more instead of just throw away her I, her backstory as, like, just banter during a, drinks. But they don't. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Uh, it's it's frustrating that they, they seem to try to modernize Bond in these movies, and yet the female characters are not modernized. <laughs> Well, it's also just, it's one of the things that was there from like the early iterations of Bond where it's, I think it's fair to say that like in the inception, Bond was a pretty sexist character. Oh, he's very much the machismo fantasy, right? Yeah. And it feels like that's the one aspect of it that they haven't updated. Yes. It is interesting going back to the... um the uh when they're testing him to see if he's ready and they're they're he's rattling off all these things he has and like alcoholic uh etc i was waiting for them to say a, a sex addict in the in the same way like did you ever watch cheers no so in cheers uh ted danson is is uh ex baseball player a womanizer and in like the last five episodes reminder this show went on for 11 years one of the greatest comedies to ever be made. In the last five episodes, Sam 
uh, his character comes and determines the fact that he's a sex addict. It goes to like uh, 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 not AA, but like Sex Addicts Anonymous, which is, that is just a thing. I don't know if that's a thing. Maybe, but like uh, it was like an an addict uh, right thing, and and it was so odd that eleven years into this show, you've mined so much comedy and hijinks from his love of women and sleeping around, and suddenly. You're addressing it. Yeah, like the ending of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> oh, not... But yeah, it's 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 weird when these things are just ignoring it. But also it's kind of weird when they suddenly address it. I mean, it could have been a like character moment for Bond. Where oh, like yeah. in terms of growing as a care as a person. Sure. But they just brushed past it in this one. Um, I did like um, mm-hmm. cinematically when they're making out, their heads like make a little heart shape, and the space between their necks are also like a heart shape. They're like, oh, that's kind of cheesy, but also looks really cool. Um, I think the thing with his character in relation to women is that like after his. I feel like he went down the the bad direction after the situation he had in a Casino Royale with a what was her name again? Oh, um, Silva, Silvia, Silva, Javier Bardem. (laughs) Oh, damn it! Hold on, Servia, Serva? No, I I think I'm just making up shit now. The Eva Green character, right? Yeah. So, like, after he realized that she uh, betrayed him, he just entered that all women are bitches phase and it's just, like, lasted for two whole movies. Did <laughs> Vesper. I, mean, I knew there was an S there. Vesper. I mean, there is... The thing is, he doesn't really treat them as humans as much you can argue he doesn't treat anyone as human i don't know i feel like he has more respect for men than women oh i don't disagree with that at all but um yeah he's 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 shitty to them and it really pissed me off when he fucked her in quantum of solace that made no sense listen every bond movie needs a sex scene I thought that one had one already. Did I make that up? Wait, fucks who? Um, the girl who sent to like, I'm gonna bring you back to London, and then he's like, he walks into the yeah. That was the one sex scene. Was that the one? Okay. You're cutting out so much of that movie. You couldn't cut that out. (laughs) And then she's killed. She has like two lines after. She has like five lines in the entire movie. First off. And then she's killed right after. Again, it just showcases how little Bond cares about his friends and family. And I, also just women in general. I will say, I have two, I don't know how much you have. I have two more things I want to point out with this. Uh, number one, it makes me afraid of No Time to Die that he's going to fuck Ana de Armas. I don't want that. Because in my mind, they're Marta and Benoit Blanc from Knives Out. And that's really weird. Uh, and 
Number two, I will say, because it's been eight years since I watched this, I forgot a lot. There's a bit of me like, is he going to fuck Naomi Harris? I don't want that. But I do like the playfulness, the the little flirtations, but also the, oh, the way they fight scene. back. Yeah, when she's shaving him. <laughs> it was like, yes, that's a good one. That's a good scene. <laughs> and I feel like they don't sexualize her character right off the back. Right off the bat. Um, up until that scene when there's a little tension. Well, I mean, she had a sniper rifle in her hands. How are they going to sexualize her while doing that? You ever look at a sniper rifle and I'm done with this statement? I thought you were going to bring up Metal Gear Solid Five, but... <laughs> when I have no clue what happened in that game. You don't remember Quiet oh, as a character. Saying. I see what you're saying now. <laughs> but I was saying you look at the sniper rifle, not the person holding it. I'm done with this bit. Um... Yes, Shanghai. Uh, are they kidnapped? I didn't realize they were kidnapped. Uh, the thing that got me is like, why did he leave the people on the boat alive when he got on the boat? Do we know that? Oh, yeah, you're right. Because that's how he w- was like held yeah. up. Yeah. I guess he wanted to meet whoever's in charge, right? I mean, he. Because he didn't I, know where the boat was going. I guess. Yeah. But I feel like he could have, like... He could have kept, like, the captain alive. Or, you know, like, hid so he's not tied up. Yeah, but then how is he going to fuck Severy? No, he's after the fucking. I mean, you don't know how loud they were. Wow. <laughs> they have the shower. The shower is very loud. It'll drown out the noise. But yeah, he, he comes to this this island, right? That's broken yeah. down. Um, well, it wasn't. It was abandoned because abandoned. because Silva made it look like there was a uh, chemical leak or like some sort of leak that in the air, bad air. So, yeah. like it, it highlights. That's the first instance we get of Silva's whole thing of like I'm using technology to destroy things, and like that's how I'm an agent these days. It's okay. Bond has a radio. Yeah, we get into the, the introduction of, of Silva. Silva? That's his name? Yes. Okay. I cried for the man, yet I don't know his name. But yeah, we, we, we discussed already the incredible introduction. Uh, where everyone's just really oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. giving it their all. What, one thing I, I wanted to bring up is how this movie has boomer energy. <laughs> go on i know how you go on because on like that. they've established like there's these people coming in and they're evil and they're using technology and how are we going to defeat them we're going to bring send in a guy with a gun because the old school ways is going to defeat <laughs> and like they're like how are we yo he's beating us how are we actually going to defeat him Let's go to this abandoned house that has no, like, internet connection and, like, do these rinky-dink devices with gunpowder and stuff. And that's how we defeat the technology. Big boomer energy is what I'm saying. But Bond had a radio. And Silva had a radio. Again, radio. Big boomer energy. Do you not remember what was big during the uh, 
No, I realized it. I just I like the fact that they emphasized the radio so much in this movie. That was the main form of entertainment back in the day. Yeah, we get when the boomers were running shit. Well, actually, it could be argued they still are, but I digress. So we get we get the uh, the introduction, and he brings her to the what's the woman's name again? Uh, Severine. Severine. He brings her to Severine. They have a little, little whiskey. They have a little fun shooting game that's not fun at all. I mean, the thing is, like, part of me feels like he could have, at any earlier point, like, just killed the other people around him. He could have, you know, called in everyone before she was killed. It's not like he, it's not like he had to pull out a remote to press it and they come. It felt like they were waiting and he called them in at that yeah. moment. And yeah. It's very odd. Um, but she's killed very quickly. Again, it feels like the sort of thing where they did it just for that one quip. Oh, what was the quip again? Where like uh, Silva was like, are you upset? And he's like, it's just a waste of perfectly good scotch. Yeah. I do like the way he quips, though. I think yeah, it's like, because I wasn't expecting instance... it. Oh, it was not well-timed. <laughs> He did, he did there, not care for Again, her. there's a lot more of that in Spectre. Spectre, again, fun movie, except for the main, like, motivation of the villain. <laughs> Christoph Waltz, right? Yes. I didn't realize how often they get, like, these high-caliber actors for their villains. Except for Quantum, I guess, because I'm not familiar with the dude. Well, again, it's one of those things where it felt like a lot of it was thrown together at the last minute. <laughs> Um, and I think from here we get into the entire the him uh Silva in the cell, which we yes, discussed yes. a bit, and then we get uh the breakout scene, which is phenomenal. Phenomenal. So, like, my thing with these movies, like, when I was seeing this in theaters, I was like, you know what, where's the big set piece? Like, where's the big, like, moment? And then, like, you get that moment in the tunnels where he blows up the uh, wall, yes. and then the train just comes out. I was like, ah, that's where it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love... Like, I think that's the only one. I'd argue the, the final fight is a set piece. He explodes the entire fucking house and there's flames everywhere and the helicopter dives into the building. Fair enough. But yeah, I, I, love, I love the way it plays with um, yeah, the city as a whole as they're running around. They're using the trains. Uh, or the, sorry, the, the tube. Yes, you, the get tube. A, you get a much better sense of London. 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 In this movie, better sense of London in this this film. Um, I don't know what one thing that I'm I doing. one thing that felt really funny to me is like, oh, there's this t- British's top secret covert ops. Their building is right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we completely ignore the fact that that the built the 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 base is blown up. It's like why. Do- why doesn't that happen on like a daily basis or like why did it take so long for that to happen? 
because they're polite. They're polite and they respect each other enough to not break the rules. I will say watching uh, these movies in this uh, COVID-19 world, I was going to say post, but we're still in it. Um, I like how often he loses his villains in the crowd at these yeah. large events, and that yeah. can't happen anymore. <laughs> well, it, it can, and it does oh. if you're in Florida. <laughs> I was laughing at that that the, the wackiness trying to find some light in the situation and yet you brought me down I feel like Bond at the beginning of this movie you shot me you didn't have a clear shot but you still took the shot oh, no I, got, I had a clear shot of you <laughs> oh no <laughs> but I, I do enjoy also you get him like the cops give him his his, uh, his disguise right yes well, I, I assume that those were also already disguised people. They weren't oh, actual I got, police. Oh, I got the sense that he had people on the inside. Hmm. I, was I, gonna, I could see that. I would say this is the closest we're getting to an ACAB movie. Is it? Is there another film we're, we're reaching? Which Now I kind of want to look through the list. We'll do that at the Zootopia? end. Zootopia? <laughs> There's cops in that movie. Um, I can't wait till we get the the commentary on uh, the American police force in Despicable Me Three because they 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 touch it a bit in the first two Despicable Me's, but swiveled around it in means because you know it's it's a did, did you a see period piece. Have you seen three? I don't think oh, I've seen three. I haven't seen three. I saw the okay. I saw the first one, and I saw the <laughs> one, and I saw the one where he was in a mall. I forget which one that is. I saw the first one. We'll get to it when we get to talking <laughs> about those movies. But we got that. Uh, those get... in the those in the comments. Let let us know which one he was in a mall. <laughs> which one is grew in a mall? Uh, but we get to the the shootout in the courtroom. Is that a courtroom? I think it's a courtroom. Yes, it was right? a courtroom. And uh, where I they loved... were holding the hearings as to whether we need this boomer program in this technological day and age. I loved how much um, everyone gets to be a badass in this scene. Including Ray Fiennes. Yeah, Ray Fiennes. Well, <laughs> I didn't realize he was in this movie. Hello, Ray Fiennes. Welcome again to this podcast after appearing in the Harry Potter episode. Um, I didn't realize how badass he and Naomi Harris get to be in that scene. And it is a delight. It's a delight. Yeah, he, he goes pew pew a couple times. Yeah. He does, uh, who is it? I think it's Laura Dern in Last Jedi. She shoots a gun and you can see her mouthing the words pew pew in the, in the movie. <laughs> he doesn't go that far, but you know in his, his head. So again, to the character, he, he was saying pew pew in his head. So you get some fun stuff. And I think from then, uh, Bond and Emma are on the run. It, it was fun to get back into an Aston Martin. That, that was nice. Is that the car? That's Bond's car. That's cool. always his car. I don't know uh, what an Aston Martin is. Uh, I think... Okay. So, there's... Uh, give me a second. I gotta look something up. I will say I... Um, we haven't addressed Craig and Judy Dench in these films. Um, right. I wasn't aware that Judy Dench was in Bond films before Casino. And she's a holdover from the Brosnan era. I think he's, he's before... Craig, uh, but she's wonderful in this stern, 
uh, controlling manner, I guess, but you really get to see uh, the more human aspect to Em in this movie. And it's, it, she's does a brilliant job. Craig is terrific in all these movies as, as, as this guy who, who, and like, I feel like that's, uh, the relationship between the two of them is one aspect that was really well done in even Quantum of Solace. Yeah, yeah. The 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 bond between the two of them. The, the bond between Bond and M. It's <laughs> it's the bond, the friendship bond, <laughs> possibly maternal bond. Oh, it's definitely maternal. Oh, very much so. Very much so. It like that was made. Uh, explicit text in this movie oh well you know Paul, orphans are the easiest ones to get where uh where uh silva literally just keeps calling her mother <laughs> he does he does during one of the uh, one of the other movies i was watching my cousin he's like did someone just call her mom i'm like no i think he, he called her ma'am it's just her ac- the accent but no silva does call her mother in this one yes yes um Oh, uh, so I found the thing uh, I was talking about. So, like, it it was great to have that moment with like the uh, Aston Martin versus Jaguar again. Is there a car fight in this movie that I'm missing? No, but like, there was the moment where like he he's like, you know what? They could track the Jaguar. That's not ours. No, no, no. We go in the Aston. I see. I think there's a great place to point out all the product placement in these movies. Oh my god, Sony laptops everywhere. 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 You see that Sony name everywhere. You would be like, huh, do they distribute these movies? And they do. I mean, I feel like that's something that they started to really do in the like mid to late 2000s with all their movies. Yes. Just like a sh- so much product placement of their stuff. It's just really funny that I read in... Uh, is Die Another Day the one before Casino? Yes. One of the complaints of that movie is that there's so much product placement. <laughs> and having never seen that movie, I'm watching these, I'm like, Sony, come on, Sony. They just can't help themselves. Sony needs some money. <laughs> their film, film branch isn't doing what it used to, man. They're not making the numbers. They have Spider-Man. They have... Morbius? Is that the movie that just got delayed again? Are you talking about the Blade Jared Runner? Leto. No, no. What's the Jared Leto? Yeah, the spinoff from Blade Runner twenty forty nine. No, he's doing like a Spider Man uh, spinoff. I'm pretty sure Morbius was the. <laughs> this no, he's, he's like a vampire superhero villain antihero. Yeah, Mor- Mor- Morbius is a- oh, it is Marvel. Well, they're also make that. I think there was plans to also make like a spinoff of Blade Runner twenty forty nine with but Jared Leto's character. I think we last heard about that in twenty seventeen before the movie came out. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're at the the his his home in Skyfall, which spent the entire movie thinking what is a skyfall is it it is it a metaphorical thing for like death and well let the sky fall let it crumble they let it oh no when it crumbles yeah we will stand tall and face it all together well that gives you 
Well, that gives you a hint where it's like at Skyfall. So now we know it's a location. When we established that I was not paying attention during Listen, that sequence, I was just. I'm just jamming. saying. I'm just saying. Shame on Adele for spoiling this movie. Yeah, shame <laughs> on you, Adele. One of the greatest songwriters and and then performers we have working today. Shame <laughs> on you. Because you know how it is with people with spoilers these days. Yeah. You can't. You can't. That's just rude. That's mean. You didn't even say sorry for the spoilers or anything like that. Like my boy A.R. Rahman, at least, had the courtesy to do during his Marvel anthem. I see. I see. <laughs> that was literally a lyric in his song about Endgame. <laughs> well, is it because Adele's lack of a spoiler warning uh, created the, 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 the discourse against spoiler culture? And yes. thus... That is that is what's wow. that's where it stems from. Never so mind, we get, Adele. We don't need someone like you. You could have had it all, but we played it to the beat. I think that's the word still rolling in the deep. But yes, I I like that we're at his childhood childhood home. Childhood hood. <laughs> Yeah, the children wear a hood. It's it's it's, it's it rains a lot. No, no, that's they're, they're that's his hood. Fun. That's where he that's where he reps. He reps Skyfall. <laughs> um, I love that he has like an Alfred figure. Yeah, like man, you really want to be Batman. <laughs> you really want to be Batman. Um, and and it, it is a it is a nice calm before the storm. You get these wonderful moments of of M and, and Bond that developing the relationship relationship once more, and, and you also get like this Home Alone style moment where they set up wacky traps. <laughs> I love that. I love how ridiculous it is at the end because they are up against the ropes. Is that the phrase? Is that a phrase I made up? Up against I'm not, the ropes. I'm not a WWE man. I'm not a wrestling boy. And I think I made up that phrase, but yeah, uh, yeah. You got some fun contraptions. Judy Dench gets to shoot a gun. Does she shoot, shoot someone? No. But she gets to shoot a gun. She gets to go pew pew like a stormtrooper would. Yeah. <laughs> Judy Missing Dench. all the shots. Judy Dench for Mandalorian Season 3 confirmed? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's talk about how this ending is sort of like did you get the sense that, like, with this movie, he's like, you know what, where it's a sort of ending, like an actual ending for like an era? Finality? Yeah. Yeah, again, it's really weird that it's been eight years since this movie and he's still Bond. Because <laughs> his, his character is so rooted in that relationship with Judy Dench's M that it's, it, it feels odd to move on past that. Um, I do love that entire final fight. And it reminded me so much of 1917, the night sequence, when they're like going through and he's, oh my God. And, and the way they play with the oranges of the, 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 the fire uh, really just, what's the word I wrote? It's, it's like bursting. It's, it's, it's pulsing as, as it's uh, juxtaposed with the dark of the night. You get kind of a bluish hint once he gets to the lake. I mean, you could say that blue is the warmest color. 
I've never seen that film. I haven't either. I think I read it's based off like a graphic novel, which I didn't know. <laughs> Maybe I misread. But as we know uh, from Dark Knight Rises, walking on a lake that's frozen, very dangerous. It very also dangerous. is very dangerous when you shoot at the water right underneath you. It is. However, <laughs> I do Ooh, love... what a guest! <laughs> I do love that as they sink, uh, it... it, it uh, recreates kind of the opening sequence of him being pulled again, down. Yeah. Sp- again, spoilers in the opening sequence. What the hell? But you don't know it's a spoiler. That's the no, beauty of it. No, no, no. It's a spoiler. It's a spoiler. Anytime you're given information, even if you don't know how it relates to anything of something that's going to happen later, that's not foreshadowing. That's a spoiler. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. <laughs> As a spoiler police, are, do you have your badge? I see. Can you, can you can you bring your badge closer to the camera so that not only can the the viewers see, but I could describe your badge to the audience? Because you just briefly pulled it up, and uh, I, I think we're gonna move on from the badge segment. Uh, I was gonna make up what it said. It's fine. Um, so yeah, uh, foreshadowing. Never heard of her. Spoilers. Terrible. Wait, you say never <laughs> heard of her? Yes. foreshadowing is this a person yes never heard of her (laughs) Uh, but then we get to uh m's death scene Uh, i loved i don't know if this is intentional but i found that the way the light shines on both bardem and dench's hair plus the 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 costumes they're wearing they look kind of like the same person that's just something i saw um it's like it's like a church they're in, right? Yes, it, it is a uh, a uh, steeple. I think is the term. I I could be completely wrong. But yeah, uh, one of those one- underneath a steeple. The, the, this building has a steeple. That's there we go. Because I, the steeple is the like tall like tower thing. I was gonna avoid this. But you said the word steeple so often. And I think you explained it, but I'm still confused. What is a steeple? The steeple is, uh, you know, when you see the front of a church. Sure. And you see like that tower thing that's like on a part of the church. Uh Uh-huh. That's the steeple. Wait, so was a bunch of this church underground? No. I I just said this building had a steeple. I see. I now see. I understand. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, one of the the images I remember from watching this movie eight years ago was Bond cradling M's body at the end, and it, it's a powerful image. Yeah. Uh, reverse mother figure. So child figure? <laughs> well, I mean, like, just like... Oh, I the, see, I yeah. see, because it is him cradling the mother... Yes. Rather than the mother cradling the baby. Yes. I see. Symbolisms. Symbolism. I do not have it uh, because I got my symbolism shots. (laughs) I'm still under quarantine over that. I haven't gotten the symbolism shots yet, sadly. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is the one you have to wait 30 days in quarantine until you're (laughs) able to talk to people again. I apologize. 
for the world, really, on behalf of the world, that you, you have symbolism. And then we get uh, the, the wrap-up. You get, uh, I love the reveal that Naomi Harris is, is Moneypenny. Do you have a, do you know who that character is? No, but I know it's a name in Bond. Oh, is there a history with the character that makes it a little... No, I I just don't like the precedent that's set. Oh, I do know this, <laughs> what happened to Spectre. But, um... but, like, I just, again, it's one of those things where, like, I'm just not a fan of, like, name reveals like that that are after everything is said and done. Because it feels like it doesn't mean anything in terms of the story that we're currently watching. That's fair. I, I don't know if I've seen too many movies that, that pull it off. We just saw one that tried to do it as well. Robin. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> oh, fuck, you're right. Again, it just feels like trying to make connections that you didn't really put any effort into. I will say Casino Royale does it worse. When Eva Green comes... Uh, she's like, oh, I got all the money, every penny. <laughs> like, well, that's just funny. <laughs> is it? Is it? I don't uh, know. Like, that doesn't feel like she's saying, I'm money pennies. It's just like, oh, that's a reference. I it like felt that. too on the nose. <laughs> and maybe it's because I was so uh, deep into what just happened that I wasn't expecting this reveal. And I forgot that I didn't know her name because there was no way I knew her name. <laughs> But I liked that moment. Uh, Ray Fiennes is is now M. Uh, there, I I love. You I love. Know, what do I you love? love. <laughs> I love the moment. I don't know if it's his final line, but Craig has this line. Um, when uh, when the new M is like, "Hey, I have this job for you," and he says, uh, "With pleasure, M. With pleasure," and his his voice kind of trembles when he says M. You get the sense that he's he's still he's still uh, held up on Judy Dench and 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 is not ready to move on. But must. he's held up on the Dench. The Dench. <laughs> Don't mess with Dench. Because she's got attack dogs like Bond to protect her. Does she have attack dogs? Wow. Yeah, like uh, Mr. Daniel Craig. Oh, I thought you meant actual dogs, and it got very excited. I mean, I I literally said like Bond, and then you just were like, "Oh, do you <laughs> I thought you were saying Bond also had dogs," which was going to be my follow up question. Where are do Bond's dogs? Were they given away because they thought he was dead? They were in his hood. Wow! And they fled uh, when uh, they came back and started pouring gunpowder all over the place. They could smell danger. <laughs> I will say, going back to earlier point. Um, this kind of epilogue, I think, cuts off the 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 feeling of finality. Is that a word in in the movie? Yeah, I mean, there's always another mission. Yeah, it, which it, is why I feel like that's how Bond has been able to make so many movies and keep like from growing completely stale, because like baked into its. Uh, like DNA is this idea that it's like there's always another mission and like each movie is a mission. Mm -hmm. So there's not like world ending stakes, which is where they got trapped with, with Spectre when 
they were trying to one up this movie. I hope No Time to Die makes a billion dollars so that we can talk about Spectre. I mean, I feel like I've talked about Spectre a good amount. In this. But I haven't seen it yet, and I think uh, it would be very interesting to get into that if No Time to Die ever comes out. Yeah, because it's totally going to make a billion dollars in the box office when it's released on HBO Max. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be released on HBO Max, but like on just streaming services or like view on demand. No, I thought that was HBO. No, it's not. You're right. You're right. Who knows what the fuck's going to happen? I mean, do you think they will change box office rules to account for this? Like include view on demand sales and stuff like that? Um, it's weird because there, there are like, I know when Trolls World Tour, they were talking about how much money they made, but it's, it's kind of like the expectations aren't established yet. We don't know how to measure success uh, in the same way. You know, and then especially like a family of six is what six twenty dollar tickets to a movie. Well, now they just. I mean, spend... that's if you're in New York. Well, yeah, but even like six tickets compared to one purchase for the night. Listen, if you're in the Midwest, okay. that's probably six tickets is probably like one point two five or one point five times the price of the twenty dollar. Damn, we're gonna have to do math demand. now. We're gonna have to do math now. But yeah, then there's that feels a little more like how do you measure that? And yeah. especially because it's it's streaming, not many people a lot of people just don't rent because they have all the services or they'll bootleg it. Uh not bootleg, um and that's the word I'm looking for, right? Bootleg. Pirate. Pirate, there you go. Yeah. Arg. I'm I mean, it's Depp. a lot easier to do that when it's on your TV. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I don't know how we can so, measure that. In the it, same it's way. a lot easier to get clean rips that way. <laughs> to get ripped? It's easier no. for us to get ripped now? Yeah, I'm ripped. Yeah. I got muscles. Yeah. That was a uh, Masinson auditioning for Muscle Boy. Yeah, Muscle <laughs> Boy, my favorite Marvel superhero for the Avengers. No, nah, it's DC. <laughs> I did my research. I said DC. You know Muscle Boy would totally be a Zack Snyder hero if he ever actually wrote comic books. <laughs> Muscle Boy is um if Batman oh no, if, if Man of Steel wasn't based off an established character. <laughs> hey Warner Bros, I got this new movie. It's called Muscle Boy. He's an alien, he's really strong. Does Zack Snyder sound like this? I don't know what Zack Snyder sounds like. Does anyone? Great question. Great question. Except for people on his beautiful sets working on his lovely films. So that's that Skyfall. <laughs> Pon, why do you think this film made a billion dollars? Uh, because it's the 50th anniversary, bro. Yeah, weirdly enough, I think that did play a lot into it. Yeah, like there was a lot of hype going into like, you know what, they're celebrating Bond this year. That there was a good amount of that throughout the year. I also think it's weird to say this because a lot of the films in this uh, podcast don't follow this rule. But the fact that it was actually really good did a lot. Oh, my poster <laughs> fell. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you look at the box office, Casino Royale was the highest grossing bond at that point. Quantum made less money. Skyfall became the highest. 
and then Spectre went down again. What are you talking about? Quantum of Solace is the best Daniel Craig Bond movie. Uh, it's the shortest, which uh, gives it bonus points. <laughs> I, I, I did like that aspect of it, though, that it was very to the point. Yes. But like, damn, they really stretched that plot thin. Being to the point isn't good when you don't like the point. When the point is very dull and not sharp. Listen, I thought it was interesting. Okay. As an experiment, if nothing more. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think this isn't a franchise the world's as attached to. Mm, okay, not the whole world, but like definitely yeah. UK and America. Sure, sure. And so I think the fact that it was really freaking good yeah. attracted people. They were intrigued. Maybe yeah. maybe repeat viewings. That uh, Something like a, a bad movie you wouldn't repeat view. What are you talking about? I watch bad movies on repeat all the day. In theaters? Yes. Name five. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am not your monkey. I will not perform for you. Damn it. I always wanted a monkey. All right. There's a fly next to me. And that's annoying. So final thoughts. Final thoughts. Very great film. Uh, good, good sky falls. The falls they in the sky. Yeah. Solid. They crumbled, but that's okay. Cause they rebuilt themselves. No, we stand tall and face them. Yeah. Together. I don't think I ever... I knew it, but I didn't realize she says, at Skyfall. <laughs> I never thought about that line. It's so simple. And yet, yes. It's a place. Bon? All right. So we've talked about this movie and like it's, how we feel it's good. It's, it's good. a terrific film. But that Maybe. doesn't mean... That doesn't mean it's... it's uh, this word tossed around all the time. Perfect? Perfect. It's not... not no. And I thought it was. You know, I always think this is a perfect film. But then I'm like, damn, I got an idea that could possibly make this shit better. You have an idea, Pawn? Would you like to start this week? Sure. Sure. Because I keep forcing you to do that. It's fair enough that you get me this time. <laughs> do you force me to do it first? Most of the time I do, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, like, we've talked about we talked about how um, Silva being like copied the whole uh, Joker thing, where it's like, oh, I wanted to be captured, but like yes, it didn't yes. capture the most important part of that—the point where another character who's sharing the same space as that character says, "My insides hurt." Keep going, keep going. <laughs> so I just want a moment where, like, before Silva escapes. Where, like, the guard who's just keeping track of him is like, my insides hurt. And then, like, M's just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and, like, that's the only line that that character gets. Wait. Okay, keep going, keep going. And then just, like, as they're walking down the hallway, you just hear and, like, see an explosion in the background. And then, like, Silva just, like, pops out. And then it's like, you never, like... They don't focus on the guard or anything. There's nothing there. May I ask you a very important question? Sure. What was in his insides? <laughs> is it what I think it is? It was an entire Sony laptop. 
I was just saying radio, but that's even better. <laughs> wow, it was a Sony Vio inside. Wow, Sony. This, what do you get? You want a product placement? We place it in the film. <laughs> okay, so that's one thing. Um, so like they've they did the they established how his gun works. It's like only you could shoot it. And they they have that moment in the fight where like the guy tries to use it and it's like it doesn't work. Sure. Now I'm wondering how do how are his buddies upstairs watching this feeling about that happening? It's like what's going on with this gun? Right. And then right. like I I'd like to see like uh, Bond get the gun again and then shoot it and they're like what? So that they know why. No, they don't know. They still don't understand that it only works with him. They're just more confused. Oh, I like it. And then because of that, uh, Money Penny gets the upper hand in her fight up there. Oh, so now she has an actual fight rather than just stepping on the dude's arm. Well, no, it's just like you just see a moment of her punching and then we cut back down there. I see. I see. I like this very much. Uh, Okay, so that's that's two, that's two. That's two. Um, <laughs> so there are three. Is there a hat trick? Uh, there's four. Whoa! So three. We we uh, established how Severine's character was very mishandled. So what I'd like is uh, maybe a, maybe a moment as they're leaving the island, where like she just gets up, downs the rest of the scotch bottle. It's like, you know what? It was pretty bad that they uh, wasted this shit. And then also it's like, but still, you know what? Fuck you, Bond. I'm coming for your ass. Wait, so when <laughs> Javier Bardem shoots her, she's not killed? No. She's in, okay. And then she, she crawls to the scotch bottle, <laughs> downs the rest of it, and says this thing to herself. Oh, wait, no, no, no. She, she, she drinks half of it and pours the rest on her wound to like, you know. Obviously. As, yeah, yeah. To, you know, uh, sanitize. And it's like, damn. I, I, I'm also contributing to this problem of wasting this perfectly good scotch. <laughs> but then she's also like, you know what? Fuck Bond for putting me in this position. I'm coming for his ass. I like that no one's around her. <laughs> so it's been like... 10, 20 minutes, and she's still there, and no one checked the body. <laughs> so that's three. That's three. Uh, and uh, number four is the end uh, where uh, Bond is like uh, about to kill S- Silva, and like Silva's dying. What I want him to be is like, You may have gotten past me, Bond, but the next target won't be so simple. Whoa. Whoa. Le- leading into the next film. Ooh. Foreshadowing. Yes. Actually, no, that's spo- spoilers. That's not foreshadowing. Foreshadow. Who As is someone she? Someone who doesn't know what happens, I think it's foreshadowing. Who, who, who is who is foreshadowing? What is what is um, that? Foreshadowing is this great actress from this indie movie who, for that final scene, we couldn't get Javier Bardem for the reshoots. 
So we called in this uh-huh. actress. She she has like indie spirit buzz, not Oscar buzz. Indie yet, spirit enough people. <laughs> enough people are talking about her for indie spirit awards. It's like you know she what? That she, she doesn't have. She's not good enough to get an Oscar, but you know she's got that spirit. She's got the spirit. No. <laughs> she got the spirit. And so uh, they they recast Bardem for the reshoot for that one scene. That was the only scene we needed to reshoot. Damn it. Deacon's like had a, a fly flying the shot, and he he messed up the shot. So we we had foreshadowing. Javier Bardem had a mustache that he couldn't use. Yeah. <laughs> And we're like, hey, Bardem, I know you're doing Mother soon in three years or five years. So we got we to gotta be careful. So, uh, yeah, the, the, those are my changes with the four, 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 four. So how would you fix this film, Mussinson? I got some ideas. I will say my phone is dead. So it's all off the top of my head. Oh, you're pulling a, a head trick. Off the stuff I've decided on before. So first off, one of the most iconic parts of this film, right? Mm-hmm. thing everyone knows. Whenever you hear the word Skyfall, you think of this. You think of Adele. You think of her singing. I've recreated it perfectly many times within this film, uh, this podcast. This film. You know what? Th- this podcast is feature length. It is. It is visual. Length. And auditory. So you know what? You are watching a film if you're watching this on YouTube. Now I ask listeners, you, I'm sorry. You're just listening to the audiobook version. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're listening to either an audiobook or a uh, album. Does this count as an album? There's part segments like a song. So how there we go? One, we just had a musical moment. <laughs> how does one improve off of Adele? You ask. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas? Two Adeles. No, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> You're ridiculous, okay? <laughs> Obviously, Adele, two-time Grammy uh, Album of the Year winner. The third time, she didn't win. She lost. Uh, I'm checking now. I don't think she was even nominated for 19. Oof. Who won that year? With the 51st Annual Grammy Awards Album oh, of the Year. Oh, wait, for 19, though, didn't she win Best New Artist that year? She won, uh, I'm looking at it. She was nominated for Record of the Year. She was nominated for Song of the Year. And she did win Best New Artist. She 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 got some now. But she didn't win she didn't win album of the year. She wasn't even nominated. And so looking at these album of the year choices, I could use any of them to improve the film, you know. I could call upon Coldplay to do the song. I could call upon Radiohead, Neo, maybe Lil Wayne. Wait, didn't However, <laughs> it's funny that you bring up Radiohead because they did make a song for Spectre that wasn't used. Well, <laughs> obviously because they were the wrong choice. <laughs> the winner of album of the year that year, the one time Adele did not win album of the year, were Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. Robert Plant. Why is that name familiar? Uh, he's the lead singer and lyricist of Led Zeppelin. And she is a bluegrass country singer and musician. I don't know what their album sounds like. I feel like uh, Led Zeppelin probably was in one soundtrack or something at some point for James Bond. Well, now they're going to do the title song of Skyfall. They'll do it again. <laughs> All right. And my other, my other change is, is a major change. Okay. Um, so the film begins, Bond dies. Right. And that, that's eating at M. That's eating at M. Nom, nom, nom. And so uh, later on, he comes back. Cut to the ending when she's dying in his arms. Whoa, 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 wait. Yes. 
I'm sorry, are you going to spoil the ending as soon as, like, M's eating away at Bond's death? I'm sorry, it's not like we discussed the entire film in this podcast. No, but I'm just talking about, like, the way you're saying it, cut to, it's like... Oh, no, no, the the rest of the film plays through. Oh, okay, okay. Where, as I explained, I'm cutting to the end, right? She's lying there in his arms, talking to Bond. And then Bond fades away. Bond isn't there. Bond died on the the train as he fell. M was Bond this entire film. We're cutting out. We're cutting out wait, all this stuff of like her in court and and explain what happened. I, I have one question. Yes. Do we get a montage of like all the scenes of Bond fighting, but it's replaced with Judy Dench? Obviously. Why do you have to ask? <laughs> okay. Judy Dench. You really don't realize Judy Dench. The Dench. Avid free runner. Avid free runner. And so she has the abilities to do anything Daniel Craig does, but better. The Dench. And so you reveal that she has died and he's no longer there. He was he was a, a soul helping her get to where she needed to at the end. And so that is the end of Skyfall. And obviously, they revive Bond somehow for the next movie, but because oh, they I thought use all for a resources. second, I thought like maybe uh, that that would lead to a new 007. No, or it's like, <laughs> or 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 at at the end of this movie, it's like I have a new mission for you, 003. eight. <laughs> <008? laughs> so that's how I would improve this film. 0027. <laughs> <laughs> How do we not know that, like, was so Brosnan was the previous? Was Brosnan 006? We don't know. I've never seen those movies. It's possible. It would be really funny if they treated the Bonds like they treat, like, uh, the doctors in Doctor Who, where it's like the 12th Doctor, like the 13th. <laughs> oh, this is 005. <laughs> You're hey, muted. Hey, hey, Sean Connery. Hey, you're my. F- I I love you as 003 and a half. He was know, 001. Wait, Sean Connery was not the first Bond, was he? Yes, he was. He was. Yeah, and he has the most Bond movies. Again, there's very few Bonds if you actually look at the numbers. Is it um? Who's before Brosnan? Uh. Now I'm looking up the Because I feel like that's a, a name. I was about to say it's on the tip of my tongue. Timothy Dalton was once. Bond, yes, right? yes. He was uh, one of the more prolific ones. Roger Moore? Uh, was that the one? Before? Right before Pierce Brosnan was Timothy. D- oh, wait, no. Timothy Dalton only did two of them. Roger Moore did a couple. Okay. Wait. What? I just I just saw the title of one of these movies. Did Guns N' Roses make a song for a 007 film? Did they? Because this movie's called Live and Let Die. <laughs> I don't think it's a Bond song. I mean, that's the name of the movie. Um, now, this movie, we this have, movie, a, lot of, we have yeah. a lot of thoughts about it, a lot of opinions. We've given opinions, but you know what matters when it comes to assessing cinema? What? What? Facts. 
cold, wow. hard math. You just threw those facts in my face. I mean, we haven't even addressed the hard numbers yet. No. Let's look at some numbers. Oh, my poster just fully fell. I apologize to those watching and seeing the this light. Uh, let's look at our current billion dollar ranking. Oh, I forget. Are we reading it? At we'll read it all at the end. now. Okay, at the end. Because you know what, we're at a we're at a point where there's too many to go through it both times. So last week's film, Dark Knight Rises, right? Is that thirty three? Thirty three. At thirty three. Now let's pull up. Uh, as always, heads, uh, heads, Bruce. heads. So you're going heads, heads. All right, we're gonna flip the coin to see what it lands on. Pawn. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. You know what? I guess we're filling out that bottom rung. All right, let's let's see how this goes. Ms. Simpson, do you like this film better or worse than Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace? Better. Ms. Simpson, do you like this film better or worse than Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2? This could be wild. Because my heart says Harry Potter. However, I'm going to go with my brain and say Skyfall. I really wasn't. I really didn't see that coming. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ms. Simpson, do you like this film better or worse than Titanic? I had a much more closer emotional connection to Titanic. However, that movie's too damn long. Oh, oh, we're going, we're we're, going wild. <laughs> we're, we're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. Do you like this film better or worse than Lord of the Rings Return of the King? Wild take. I don't even need some BS reasoning. I like this better than Lord of the Rings Return of the King. All right. Looks like this film is either the first or second. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? So the min of one, the max of two, and the numbertron radio three. <laughs> We're entering the numbers, and this is number. Wow. Okay. You you saw it here first. We're how many episodes in? 13? 14? 14. 14. And uh, we already have our number one. Sitting at number one, Sam Mendes Skyfall. Skyfall. At number three, we have Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. At 19, we have Titanic. Tied for 21st place, we have Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And we don't know what it's tied with. I mean, that was implied by me not giving the another movie that it's tied with. At 27, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. 31, Marvel's The Avengers. 32, The Dark Knight. 33, The Dark Knight Rises. 34, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. 37, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. 41, Transformers, Dark of the Moon. Uh, 44, we got Avatar. 45, we got Toy Story 3. 46, we got Alice in Wonderland. 47, we got Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. On Stranger Tides. And these are Stranger Tides for, we now have number one on we our list. We have number one. Who'd have thunk? I didn't thunk. I don't think it's either of our favorite films so far. However, it's science. What can oh, you do right, with science? Because your favorite is all the way at the bottom. <laughs> and nothing could be worse than it anymore. <laughs> so that was this episode of the <laughs> Billion Dollar Movie Club. Thank you for joining us this week. Join us next week for when we uh, discuss 
The Hobbit: An Unexpected Journey. Is it Anna? Yes. Currently streaming on the HBO Max streaming service. Max. Max. Speaking of Max, shout out to Maxless Malkia <laughs> for the art. Um, and join us next week. Join us next week. Oh, did you know, Poan? This is the fun fact I like to sprinkle in. Mm-hmm. This film won two Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, these are our fun facts with Christian Hour. Uh, it had... Uh, let me just make sure I got all the, the, the stuff. Five Oscar nominations. Best Original mm-hmm. Score, Sound Mixing, Cinematography. It won for Original Song. Sound Editing, it tied. There was a tie with Zero Dark Thirty. How does that happen? I don't know. It's really weird. There's so few ties. I just want to throw that in. And you're telling me The Dark Knight Rises wasn't among that category? <laughs> No. That's crazy. Considering all the punches sound like psh, psh, psh. Sorry, Pond, is someone in your household watching The Dark Knight Rises right now? <laughs> what is that? That's crazy. But yes, uh shout outs to let's do some shout outs because I would like I like doing this. Once again, shout out to you, Sam Mendes, Roger Deegans, Thomas Newman. Uh shout outs to Neil Purvis and Robert Wade, mm-hmm. who did like who's done seven James Bond films. They wrote from The World Is Not Enough to No Time to Die. Wow. Uh, and this film, John Logan helped him out. I, I'm not too familiar, but he wrote films such as Gladiator, The Aviator, and Hugo. Whoa, there, there's a bit of a rhyming thing going on with those first two. <laughs> and Hugo, how dare, you not, how dare you not count Hugo as a rhyme? Hugo rhymes with gladiator and aviator. Obviously, I hear it. Do you not hear it? I mean, I've heard of forced rhymes, but that's too much, man. I'm sorry. And shout outs to Daniel Craig's uh, more recent work. I love him in Knives Out and Logan Lucky. Oh, yeah, he was in that. He's hysterical in these films. He, he is great. He is a jewel. A jewel? Like a one jewel. May- May have to rob in a John. Do they rob jewels in James Bond? They, I, I said that. I'm like, he didn't rob any jewels in this movie or any of the ones I've watched. That feels like a spy thing to do. Sure. I, I haven't seen enough to tell you definitively no. All right. You have any shout outs you want to make? Uh, you know what? Shout outs to shout outs. Wow. So great. You know, giving people props, great thing to do with that thank you once more for this episode of the billion dollar movie club like comment subscribe send us owls with messages send us emails send us letters uh write to your attorney general regarding us oh yeah they need to know there's nothing else (laughs) important in the world going on in the country so you have to write about us so thank you once more with that enjoy the rest of your day Morning. Wait, what? <laughs> because you said morning, so wasn't you got... that the word? It was day. Okay, let's let's do this again. <laughs> okay. Day. Wasted.